Welcome to the Son of a Preacher podcast. Please sit back and listen to the thoughts and musings from sermons that were first brought to the pulpit four, five, even six decades ago. I am GW, and I am the Son of a Preacher. I am so happy to be talking to you all again today. My dad first brought this message to the pulpit on December 19, 1976. He was using the scripture from Luke, the second chapter, the 14th verse. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. This message is joy to the world. Yes, this message was taken from 1976, and I have to admit that for myself, and for probably many people, under the age of 35 in 1976, when you say joy to the world, well, I think we remember that there was a song by Three Dog Night. It was released in 1970 or 71, and it was about Jeremiah, who was a bullfrog and a good friend of mine. Now, I have to admit that every time I hear the words, joy to the world, the next word out of my mouth is normally Jeremiah. So I'm pretty sure that's not what my dad was thinking about that day, though. Because there's another song. It's called Joy to the World. And the Lord has come. And my dad liked that song very much. And that song is truly one of joy and praise. And for the birth of the Son of God. And since this was December the 19th, it was obviously the Sunday before Christmas. So what a good time that was to talk about the joy in the world. And with the coming birth of the Christ child. And so there's joy in our lives because the Lord coming into our lives. And that made us one with him. And there's joy because the Lord is there and he's with us every day. Now, my dad told a story about a young man and his wife. And they read a lot of psychology books and self-help books. And so they looked at each other and they were really trying to adjust to life and to marriage and, and other difficulties that just come with with you know, joining two lives together. But finally, one day, the wife looked at, at all the books, and, they, and he looked at her new husband and said, okay, now that we have found real happiness, couldn't we have a little bit of fun also? Well, it's a good point to know that when you have joy, joy in the world, you need to be able to have that happiness also, because happiness is the way of life. Now, Henry Emerson Fosdick said, and I quote, happiness is not mostly pleasure. It is mostly victory. And the victory that comes from a sense of achievement, of triumph. And then my dad added, or of turning your lemons into lemonade. I'm pretty sure my dad added that last part. You know, wonderful people have found happiness when the Lord came into their lives. There was a St. Francis Xavier he was a Jesuit priest. He died in 1552, but he was a most influential missionary. And it was said of him that when other brothers became sad, well, they would come and they would, they would seek him out, and they would just look at him. And he said it was like looking at a man who had the Lord come into his heart, and he had led the way to happiness, you know, for the others around them. And, and they could just feel the presence of the Lord in him. And another example is, is there was a blind 
hymn writer. I didn't know that hymn writing was an occupation, but apparently at one time it was. So you have a blind hymn writer who went by the name of Fanny Crosby. And people used to come up to her and say how sorry they were for her. And she would say, don't waste your sympathy on me. I am the happiest person living. The Lord had come into her life, into both of these people's lives, and brought that which they, which we all seek. They, and we all seek the joy of happiness. So next line was, let earth receive her king. Earlier that week in a Bible study class, you know, my dad asked the question, when you think in terms of a king, what do you think? And the answers came back, well, you think of one you will obey. Well, my dad thought about that, and he says, you know, that being a member of the kingdom of God is being dedicated to obeying God and letting God into your life and having the joy of God in your life. Looking at other folks who have had joy in their lives, you have David Livingstone. He was a missionary in the 1800s, spent a lot of time in Africa, and said that he would place no value on anything he has or possesses, except in its relationship to the kingdom of God, and that anything that he had would be given or kept according to how it can most promote the kingdom of our Lord. And another example of a person is, is General William Booth. Now, this was the, the general of the Salvation Army. And he said, God, God has had all there was of me. There are greater brains out there. There are men that have had greater opportunities. But from the day that I got the poor of London in my heart and I caught a vision of what Jesus Christ could do with that, and that day I made up my mind that God shall have all of William Booth that there was to have. So he said, my dad said, in this Christmas season, but he really means any season, that we need to let Jesus come into our lives, truly as the ruler of your life. And why just at Christmas? You know, why, why not the entire year? Why not let him come in all the time? Let him come into your life and through you perform wonders in his name. And the next line of, of the song was, let every heart prepare him room. And in the book of Revelations, the third chapter in the 20th verse, it says, behold, Jesus stands at the door and knocks. And if anyone hears his voice and opens the door, he will come to them. So what is that saying? It's saying that Jesus stands at the door of your heart and he's gently knocking and he wants you to open the door, but you have to open the door to him to let him into your life. So make room in your heart for the Lord and this will indeed be a joyous time for you. Now, remember, it's not as easy as you think it might be because we're all so busy. I mean, we have to make time to let the Lord into our life. So in the Middle Ages, probably probably a lot still, but in the Middle Ages, it was known that people would put off their baptism as long as they could because, well, they knew they needed to be baptized in order to go to heaven. But they also thought that they wanted to live their life any way they wanted to. So they would put off their baptism until they were just about ready to die. 
and then they would be baptized and proclaim their faith. And in that way, well, they thought they would get into heaven by the skin of their teeth. I'm pretty sure that earlier in their lives, when the Lord was gently knocking on those middle-aged people, medieval people's hearts, well, they weren't listening to the Lord knocking on their heart. And they, they weren't letting the Lord come into their life. So they missed out on the joy of giving a life for the Lord. And for the true joy of life, one needs to make room in his or her life for the Lord and let him come in and invite him to be a part of one's life. And I hope you are all doing that today. And please, forgive me for the beginning of this when I remembered that Jeremiah was a bullfrog. May the Lord bless you, keep you in peace. Thanks for taking your valuable time today to listen to the musings of this son of a preacher. I hope the sermon excerpts from 40, 50 years ago proved to be both interesting and insightful. Please subscribe to this podcast. Let your friends know about this opportunity to see how the Bible and the problems of the world remain amazingly constant. New podcasts should arrive weekly, but there is currently a number of podcasts available if you wish to listen more frequently. May the Lord bless you. Keep you in peace. Thank you.